Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. We have another very exciting episode tonight because we have our first guest appearance. Guys, you asked for it. We're answering your prayers. Look, we just we just want to help you guys out. So we've got a special guest which we'll introduce later on. Ellen and I want to get a little warmed up first to yeah. get it going, um, but we're very excited and we've actually got some pretty juicy questions. Yeah. Everyone's stressed. It's Christmas. They're freaking out about all these problems. So. Yeah. We've got some actually really good questions. There's a good variety of stuff. Yeah. So we're pretty excited. But just to recap on the week, what's happened? I graduated on Friday. Wait, I graduated since the podcast as well. It's not just about you, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> we both graduated. Very um, exciting. Yeah, very exciting. We had our housewarming graduation party. Oof, big Wild night. times. <laughs> Ellen and I continuously say we're not drinking in excess until New Year's Eve and continuously break that. Next minute, Saturday afternoon, all me and Evie have done is lay on my bed, hungover, napped, or dominoes. I had like three naps. It was exceptional. So, yes, it's been a big week. We're still getting our house sorted, but things are finally coming together. Yeah. We have a cleaning roster. Oh, my gosh. This cleaning roster will be the death of me. But, <laughs> look. if you don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, organisation is key in new households. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be over and done with pretty quick. Yeah. I'm, I'm vibing this house. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And look, we got some great feedback when everyone came over. Yeah. Everyone was loving it. I think everyone was just impressed at the upgrade. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely an upgrade from Megalog. We set set the bar pretty low with our last share house. Yeah. (laughs) But look, (laughs) onwards and upwards, um, our next house is going to be exceptional. Oh, what's next? Mansion? Oof, yes. Down by the river? Yeah, surely we'll be we'll be graduated our second degrees by then. We'll Something be in a with job. aircon? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Ooh, I have never sweated more in the past week than I have in my entire life. Mm. Sexy. <laughs> Ellen's <laughs> loving it. Anyway. Alright, that's enough from us. Let's get to some of your problems. A few years ago, my long-term partner and I broke up. I still get that heart thud feeling whenever I see a photo of them because we don't follow each other on social media anymore. It's been agreed that our lives are going in different directions, but I really can't get them out of my head. I've tried to see other people to no avail as nothing's ever felt like what I used to have. What would you recommend I do to try and move on and not constantly be dragged down by this excess emotional baggage? This actually kind of breaks my heart a little bit. I felt so bad for this person. I feel like because we've all been there a little bit, like when she was talking, or he, when... We need to stop assuming people's genders. Look, we're going to correct ourselves. Yeah. Whoever wrote in, I think we've all been there Mm. When they were talking about the heart thud feeling, like, oh. Feeling, though, that you don't necessarily miss that person, but rather just the closeness mm. that you guys had. And, like, um, you say that you've been going on dates and stuff, but, like, going on one date isn't going to feel the exact same as being in a long-term relationship. In fact, it's going to feel so different. Um, But, like, those first dates are so fun and so like exciting and you should really like feel like excited about having that like spark and like that excitement that you don't really 
have as much when you start to like become comfortable with someone so I feel like you're just missing the comfort but you should find comfort in the discomfort of being in that like first phase yeah my advice is a little different because I think it kind of looks at like the overall picture Mm. And I'm going to try and bring some psychology into this. Here we go, guys. She's a graduate now. This is what's happened. Um, but when I was studying psychology, we learned about this thing called acceptance and commitment therapy. And basically the whole premise is that instead of getting worked up about thoughts or feelings, you accept them. Right. So I think the key thing here is to accept that you still miss your ex. So when you see mm. a photo of them on your social media and you're like oh my god like you get that heart thud feeling you're like oh my god I miss them so much and then you get work because it sounds like what's happening is you get that heart thud feeling and then you're like oh my god why do I feel like this this is like bad like we broke up mm-hmm. instead of getting worked up that you still miss your ex just be like get that heart thud feeling and then be like oh yep I still miss them and you know what that's a pretty normal reaction do you reckon you should still be feeling that way after that long? I think that's a pretty normal reaction. I yeah. definitely think, well, I don't know, hard to ever know, but I think if Fraser and I broke up, I think in a couple of years I'd still be, especially because she doesn't see him that often. It's just that when she sees that yeah. photo, she gets that heart thud yeah. feeling. I think instead of getting worked up that you still miss your ex, just be like, okay, I still feel like this at the moment. I'm just going to accept that and let that be. Yeah. Rather than beating yourself up for feeling that way because yeah, the definitely question, don't beat yourself up. The, and the question's talk the question talks about the emotion ex- excess emotional baggage. Mm. If you accept something, you really do take away the power from it. Yeah, no, that's definitely yeah. I I do agree. I think as soon as you start going, okay, I've accepted yeah. this. Let's move on. Um, in the moving on process, though, yeah, I do think that potentially the people that you're going after um, are a bit too similar to your ex, and potentially why you're starting to get reminded of them. Um, and like, look, it's fine to have a type, but like, maybe venture outside the type. The type. Look, I love tall, dark, and handsome as much as the next gal does, but like. Throw in a surfer boy here and there. You know, like, <laughs> mix it just up. mix it up. Like, try and get some fresh people into your life because I think when you're bombarded with the same type of people, that just brings back memories. Yeah. I think another thing is instead of being like, oh, I haven't found that connection, saying I haven't found that connection yet. Yeah. I mean, connection again. But yeah. also – I don't think dating is just about finding the one. Like yeah. dating is just about having fun and meeting new people. And I think potentially because you've had a long-term relationship before and what sounds like a reasonably successful long-term relationship, Yeah. I think you keep chasing that and maybe you just need to shift the focus a bit. Like go, okay, well, I'm going to take a step back. I don't – I've had this before and just because I've had it before doesn't mean I need it right now. Yeah. And like – just start accepting that, you know, the dating game. And it is about, you know, just meeting different people and, you know, having fun. And, yeah, okay, it, there might be a few slip-ups here and there and you might have a few wobbles with, you know, people that you meet. But 
it's all about the process and I don't yeah. think that you should be going into it thinking this date better go well because I need a boyfriend and I need what I used to have so I can get over my ex. You should be going into it thinking I'm just here to meet some people. Yeah, and if that will not, definitely take the pressure off. Yeah, and if you're not really in that headspace yet, maybe you shouldn't be dating. Maybe you just focus on yourself and going out with your girlfriends and going out with your friends and um, doing other stuff other than dating. But if you do think that you want to be dating again, I think you do need to just trust the process because you're not going to find your next husband in two minutes. Yeah, so... First thing, accept that you still miss your ex and stop beating yourself up about that. Mm. If you get that heart, that feeling, okay, I miss such and such yeah. and you know what, that's okay. And then, you know, if you are looking to be da- in the dating game again, just do it casually. Don't try and put too much pressure on things. And if you're not ready to date, that's absolutely fine yeah. because healing processes are different for everybody and they do take different amounts of time. So just because you think you should be dating again doesn't mean you need to be. I also think another thing to note is that you always look back on thing with, they call it literally like rose-tinted glasses. Mm. You always look back on things and you remember the really good parts. Yeah. In reality, your relationship probably wasn't as great as you remember well, it is. Well, you broke up. And yeah. unless you broke up because you're – you moving to the other side of, you know, the world or whatever. There was obviously an issue with your relationship, which goes back to my previous point, which is you keep, like, if you're potentially chasing the same type of people, you're not really going to get out of different results. Yeah. Whenever you miss someone, you always think about all the good stuff. And it's maybe you need to remind yourself that, yeah, it was great, but it wasn't perfect. Yeah. But, yeah, good luck. Yes. And I'm... I'm we sure feel for you. Yeah, I feel so bad, but I'm sure you'll figure it out. Look, we've all been there, but you will You'll get, get out of it. Yeah. And I hate to be this person, but time heals all wounds. <laughs> it does. Anyway. anyway, good luck. Good luck. All right, guys. Time to introduce our first ever guest on the podcast. And I feel like he's a little nervous, but... I know you guys will all make him feel so welcome. <laughs> You're so good to us. Hello. It do is you, I. <laughs> do you want to, like, give a little introduction? Hi, it's me, Fraser. You've probably heard about me. Yes. Yeah, he has been mentioned on a couple episodes. But if people don't know you, because we've now opened this to the public, so we do have some random people that are in the friendship group, so... Well... I'm Ellen's partner. <laughs> partner. <laughs> <laughs> Not Trying my to see. Yeah. <laughs> She's my miso. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Do you just laze around? Oh, uh, <laughs> no. Nah. I'm a sparky by trade. Electrician. Yes. Just working Perth at the moment. From? A van. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? Where are you from? Oh. <laughs> Bridgetown. There we go. Three right, hours con- down south. Country boy. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get into this. Are you ready to give some advice, Fraser? Oh, as ready as I ever can be. <laughs> okay. So our second question for tonight is, I've been single for a while now and I feel like I'm ready for a relationship. The problem is I don't know where to meet people other than the dreaded Tinder. Any suggestions? I actually had to 
personally message Ellen and tell her that the new like the new submission that we had wasn't from me because I knew that she would straight away be like Evie why are you trying to submit to the podcast not that you know I have anything against Tinder but yeah it can be a bit of a struggle it's it's a bit of a Rubbish dump, isn't it? Well, and also if you you're really looking for... you really got to sift through <laughs> to get the gold. The other night I was like just, I was, you know, in a weird mood. I just gave Ellen my phone and Tinder and she was like just trying to like go through it. Oh. She was like, there are so many bad people on there. Well, there's just so many fake people as well. Yeah. And catfish accounts. Yeah. yeah. And also Tinder's not exactly about relationship. It's more like a fuck, right? Yeah, it's it's, not it's really, a hookup app. Yeah, it's not really finding that someone. Did I guess use, like sometimes you do. Did you use Tinder when you were single? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can say we use Tinder. It's so not normal. for the reasons of finding someone. No, for fucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our point proven. Um, it's saying that I do know a couple of people who have long term relationships now, but potentially the exception, not the rule. Yeah, exactly. I a hundred percent understand why people want to avoid it so other suggestions of where to meet people definitely like just putting yourself out there and just going out finding new people yeah but where you know like just anywhere going to clubs is getting look getting drunk to get drunk i do think that getting drunk makes it easier to meet people yeah yeah Alcohol um, is a social lubricant. Do you know what I have found, though, in... <laughs> Sorry, can we just reflect, <laughs> reflect on what the Ellen so- just said? Social lubricant. Radio. Take that as you will, folks. <laughs> but what I have found is that, um, like, um, Instagram can be a great tool, right? Mm. Because you can search by, like, location, right? Find people in your area mm. and you can just react to stories. That little love heart eyes. Wow. What a flirty way mm. to introduce yourself to someone. Or if you've like been admiring someone from afar, like a friend of a friend or whatever, give them a cheeky follow. I actually, this is the way that my brother kind of sparked it with his girlfriend. And this was, look, my claim to fame even. Yeah. Mm. Um, is that. They worked together and he wanted a way to, like, talk to her. So I was like, follow – he didn't have an Instagram account. I was like, create an Instagram account, follow her, and then message her and be like, look, you um, convinced me to get Instagram at work, so here I am. And then they started talking and now they're together. Wow. Matchmaker. So, a modern-day love story. <laughs> Honestly. True love. <laughs> true love. Well, yeah. Um, what I wrote down was, yeah, put yourself out there. Mixed sports teams. Very good. <laughs> Evie like doesn't that. look convinced. No, I like that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Hey, you're finding that someone and you're getting fit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know all I can think of though? What? The future of the sports team. <laughs> like, what if oh, this goes badly? What if it doesn't work? Yeah. The competitiveness in me. Um. Okay, but my kind idea. of strategy is like meet people through like mixed sports, volunteering, Blah, blah, blah. And then get with them on a night out. <laughs> right. Fraser, this is more directed to you. What do you think about friends of friends? Yes. That was the other thing I was going to say. Yeah, because I, mean, I feel like, like this that's... is a bit of sticky circumstance in our friendship group. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not to mention names. Yeah. But actually, Fraser, how did we get together? Friends of friends. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
we became something out of friends and friends. <laughs> but I think time. you do have to do it in the right way. So potentially, <laughs> no, I don't want to say this. But is this I... an intervention? I don't know. No, no, no. This like sounds so judgy, but like you want to like friends of friends that aren't too close. Yeah. So not like your best friend's other best friend, but think about your best friend's work colleagues. Um, mm, work colleagues is a good one. Yeah. But kind of no one too close in your circle, but definitely suss out. And people love hooking up other people. Yeah. Cause you know people, what worked out really well? What? Roommates. Oh, yeah. Yep. Bringing Look. someone into the group <laughs> that's unknown. <laughs> How did that work out well? Not for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking of you. I'm thinking of past roommates before you. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm yet to have Ellen and Fraser. <laughs> hey, if you've taken our first suggestion, the first person we suggested to you. Yeah. Well, you know, that's in progress. Yeah. But I don't think that will happen. Look, yeah, no, but utilize your already existing social networks. Yeah. So, yeah, use the people around you, your friends, your work colleagues, your roommates, and then their social networks. And because they'll be able to, like, they will know whether people are going to be a good match to you or not. Also, they're going to know if they're a creep or a weirdo. They'll be like, avoid, or they'll be like, oh, no, 10 out of 10 person. But there are also other dating apps that, Kind of I've, promote relationships a bit more. I've heard better reviews from Bumble. Yeah, but Bumble's annoying because then you have to... <laughs> the girl... The girl <laughs> <laughs> RSVP. If you didn't get that, Fraser just said eHarmony. <laughs> because he's from like 2004. But, no. No, but like um, Bumble, the girl has to message first. And don't get me wrong, I'm all about that like equal share. But like the fact that the the girl has to message every single time first. like, But that kind of, like, does reduce, like, the awkwardness of, oh, who's going to... It takes the... Yeah, at least someone has to message. But then yeah. it just gives that one person the power, the power to hold. Yeah. Mm. Like, um, it should mix it. Yeah. Yeah, mm. but then that's just a normal day. But anyway, in general, I've heard better things about Bumble than I have. Yeah. There's also a new one, Tinder. Hinge, which seems all right. I've heard... Some good and bad stories about it. But the thing is with those dating apps is you're always going to have weirdo. But look, birthday celebrations, stuff like that, get people to introduce you to their like just the going hotties a, in their life. Being Literally, a, just going on a night out and having yeah. like praise someone just be like, hey, do you want to come to this praise? Yes. Yeah. I met one of my, mo- like, my most long relationships by being a plus one to a party. Actually, I think it was like a plus one's plus one. Yeah. So I really didn't know these people. Yeah, in terms of the friends of friends thing, going out to get, like, Fraser and I were friends of friends and we just ended up, like, literally as a group, all our friends would go out together mm. and Fraser just kept trying to get with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I remember it. <laughs> Maybe we should have an episode of just <laughs> Ellen and Fraser talking about their relationship because I feel like that could be incredibly insane. No, because it would just be Ellen yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, to wrap this little question up. Yeah, put yourself out there. Yeah. But, and as Ellen said about 50 times, utilize your existing social networks. Yeah. I, I really think that's the yeah. way to go. Yeah. But also be safe in doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
we've got a little response. <laughs> Ellen and I are like, just get out there, go get drunk. <laughs> go get drunk. No, look after yourself. Yeah. It's a yeah. crazy world out there. But also remember that things come about when you least expect them. So maybe don't try too hard. Yeah. yeah. I've been there too. Just let me take you. <laughs> You'll find your course. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, good cool. luck on this journey. Maybe don't go on Tinder as much and try and get out there. Yep. Good luck to you. Keep us updated. Okay, on to the next question. This is a bit of a spicy one. Bit of a change of tune, but I'm here for it. I feel like we only have two ways of describing questions. Juicy <laughs> and spicy. Yeah. And I don't really know the difference, but we apparently do in the moment. I feel like juicy is more like sexual vibes. Spicy is more like drama. Right. Anyway, (laughs) this is the question. My boyfriend's extended family is so openly racist, sexist, homophobic, generally derogatory, and it really bothers me. Dot, dot, dot. Do I say something? And just to clarify, we think she means do I say something to the, like, family. Yeah. Not to the the boyfriend. Yeah. Mm. Because if the question is do I say something to my boyfriend, 100%. Yeah, if it's do I say something to the family, you need to let your boyfriend know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely talk to him first because he might be not great about you telling the family. A hundred percent. And it depends on how long you've been together as well. But, like, to just randomly blurt that out at a family gathering would be weird. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm not sure how you would really start that with the whole family. You definitely (laughs) could you just tell one and then it would just Chinese whisper from there? But potentially, like, your boyfriend can play a part in helping the situation yeah if he doesn't already agree with him yeah exactly yeah maybe he just hasn't shown her his true colors going back to the question of dealing with this situation definitely let your boyfriend if you haven't already let your boyfriend know what's going on and how uncomfortable it makes you feel yeah yeah definitely let him know about how uncomfortable it makes you feel yeah yeah making that stand out and potentially ask him how it makes him feel when his family says that. Like, I know it's family and, like, we all trying to brush things under the rug, mm. what family members say, but try and, like, appeal to him in that, see how he reacts to it. Yeah. yeah. Fraser, what's your opinion on actually talking slash confronting the family about it? Like, if I was the girl in this situation? Yeah. Or boy. Well, yeah, oh, we're yeah, assuming yeah, gender. No, I... Yeah, oh, look, if I was the person in the situation um, and I wanted to confront the family... No, like... Would you? Would you and how would you go about it if you did? No. No, I wouldn't go to the family first because you're making a scene, A. Yeah. And then, I don't know. It's better just to talk to one person about it that's closest to you, so the boy. So all you would do is talk to your partner about it? Yeah. What if you did decide to bring it up in conversation? Well, then definitely tone it down to how you feel. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just be really out but not angry about it. Yeah. I think there are times at which if a topic comes up, you could kind of weave into it how you're uncomfortable with what they're talking about. Mm. For example, there must have been areas that they've said racist homophobic blah 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 things um and that must have been about like they wouldn't you wouldn't just get the vibe they would have said something outright in which if you're feeling like you want to say something but perhaps defending 
yeah. the non-racist cause <laughs> would, would be a way to go. Like, for example, if they were talking about refugees, immigration and blah, 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 and they said something particularly xenophobic, you could be like, oh, actually, I don't really agree with that. I think blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you could defend yourself that way and you might feel a bit – you might feel less, less uncomfortable because at least you're doing something about it. Yeah. I think it's important to call that out. I totally understand if you don't want to. Yeah. If you do want to, I think two things very important. you got to be sober. Yeah. Don't do it when you're drunk. And if you're worried that this might all come out when you're drunk, then potentially do it when you're sober. And especially at, like, Christmas time because yeah. we're all loving the Baileys and the mimosas and the... Anything alcoholic, I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm just drinking alcohol around the clock at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I think um, if you know that you're going to be spending time with these people, especially around Christmas time, um, perhaps it you do need to get it off your chest before, as Ellen said, like it escalates yeah. to where you're drunk and you're saying something that could be offensive and could ruin your relationship with the family. Um, otherwise, potentially just getting it off your chest and telling your boyfriend about it, that could eliminate the risk. Yeah. The other option is, this is definitely a kind of passive-aggressive one, but it is one that I kind of recommend is... Of course you recommend being passive-aggressive. No, I, no I'm, if this was me in this situation, that like I would just straight out, I'd be like, I'd just absolutely call people out for it. I'd start arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm not suggesting that. Yeah. This is what I'm going to suggest is... Go for the uncomfortable vibes. So they start, for example, talking about, oh, I hate gay marriage, can't believe that was legalised. Just absolutely drop any expression from, like, look like mm. you're physically in pain. If and, and leave, leave the room. Leave the room. And every time they do stuff like that, literally look so uncomfortable. Like, maybe put your head down. Like, make it so obvious that you are uncomfortable with that situation. Yeah. Because then they really can't be angry at you about that. They can't be like, oh, oh, Ellen's, for example, uncomfortable with us talking about this. Instead, what it's going to do is it's going to make them reflect on their behaviour, I think. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely don't, like, I know it can be hard to disagree or not say something, but definitely try not to fit in and don't say yeah. anything that could reinforce the behaviour because... As Alan said, like, you do not want to reinforce this type of ideology because especially if you potentially want to bring it up in the future, you don't want to be looking like a hypocrite. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a tough situation and you've got lots of ways to go about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even though I'm a very confrontational person, I've definitely been in a situation before, like, for example – a friend, a friend of mine, their group of friends, there's a couple of people in there who mm. are racist. And, like, when it's me hanging out with them, I'm not going to, like, get up and start an argument with all of them. But you know what? When they say – and they're not ridiculously racist, mm. but, you know, enough that it makes me uncomfortable. When they start saying – I genuinely just look so uncomfortable yeah. and I'm just like – and I think they do pick up on it. I've had a couple run-ins with my immediate family – about difference of opinion and for me it's really easy to just arc up straight away yeah and because it's my immediate family and like I know at the end of the day 
our relationship's not going to be ruined because we're family, like, can't be ruined. Yeah. Um, but I think it does become different when you're the outsider. Yeah, yeah, and definitely trying to keep the situation as calm as possible. Yeah. Not making, not saying things that you not like don't mean. Because the last thing you want to be doing is like making a huge scene. You want to be the rational person. Yeah, because, because then you look like crazy person. Yeah, exactly. Because you look if you if you arc up and react, you're gonna look like you're on the wrong side of things. Yeah. yeah. And it is important to note that. If you are really aggressive when you confront someone, it's not going to change their opinion and ultimately you're not going to actually help the cause that you want to. Mm. I think, though, it is important to note that these type of people, their opinions aren't changed very easily. Yeah, it's the same as like our opinions. We're yeah. not going to change easily. Exactly. Yeah, so, so it's like trying to talk to one of us about what they're arguing Yeah, and I think that's the point is that potentially you might not ever agree with these people and you might not ever feel 100% comfortable with their values. And look, I think you just might need to find ways to make peace with that. And whether that's confronting the situation, whether that's just keeping it under um, behind closed doors with your boyfriend. But I think if – I think if you can – look, I totally advocate – having a go at them if you want to, but I totally understand why you wouldn't want to. Um, so I think in that situation, go for the making them know that you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And best case scenario, they just stop talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. And potentially it will make them reflect on what they're saying. But I feel like even if she does, like, do this by telling, just telling the boyfriend, like, yeah. he, yeah. I feel like she's human nature should be like, oh, okay, that is like it's making you feel uncomfortable and like we want to make this work yeah like something's gonna have to change yeah and hopefully yeah they just like kind of stop talking about it as much um anyway good luck with it i can't imagine that's a fun situation yeah especially over christmas time yeah but i'm sure you'll get there yeah all right good luck see ya okay well fraser doesn't want to stay for any more questions so sorry (laughs) it's a female dominant area (laughs) feels intimidated every area i'm intimidated here (laughs) okay come on equal here yeah okay thank you for coming on no worries it was good to be here (laughs) fun to be a part of it (laughs) will you make another appearance do you reckon oh maybe i should just keep them Waiting. <laughs> yeah. They won't know, yeah. <laughs> Let me know. Potentially a future segment in the future, a little Ask Fraser anything. Maybe yeah, it might a, be a, a Christmas boys. special. Yeah, like, or, a, or a boys' corner. No. We get you and a friend or Maybe something. People should... I have no friends. That's a lie. And you know it. <laughs> Maybe when, when, potentially when people write in, if they want, they can specify at the end, like, oh, a question for Fraser to help answer. Yeah. Ooh. That would be interesting. Mm. Yeah. Look, we have so many ideas, guys. Keep them juicy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks for joining us. See you guys. No worries. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. (laughs) We need you to, like, walk up into the distance. Your voice, like, fades away. (laughs) Bye. No, we need, like, the Texas music. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, our last question is... A great question. I kind of squealed when I read this question because I just think it is so good. Yes, it's a good one. Okay, this question reads, how do I stop faking orgasms with my boyfriend? 
I'm afraid I'll hurt his feelings. Do you think a relationship can survive with bad sex or should I just find someone new? Do you know, and this might be really hard to believe and people might think I'm lying or whatever, I've never faked an orgasm. Never. Never in my life. And I I think it's because I'm too selfish. I'm like, look, if we're here, get it done. I think it's because I already hate men's egos, so I don't (laughs) want to do anything to prop them up anymore. But, like, how – I just don't think of it as productive. Yeah. But anyway. Nevertheless. Um, the first thing I wanted to share was a little statistic. Oh, God. That's right. We're getting evidence-based here. (laughs) Well, Ellen is getting evidence-based. She's brought up psychology and statistics, and here's me just going, ah. You're fake news, Evie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, all I want to say is that you are not alone at all in not being able to orgasm during sex. 14% of women have never had an orgasm during sexual intercourse. 14? Yep. Whoa. What about, I wonder what that statistic is compared to how many women um, orgasm when they're masturbating. Yeah. Probably drastically different. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, don't freak out and think like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? It's definitely nothing wrong with you. It's a very common problem. Yeah. Um, I was pretty alarmed by the fact that how blunt she was when she was like, um, should I just, like, find someone else? <laughs> and I was like, okay. Let's well, do then, it. <laughs> I, and you know I'm all about, like, sex is a huge priority in a relationship in all its forms. But I, I do think you're being a, a little bit drastic in the fact that you're just going, oh, should I just find someone else? Unless you're thinking of an open relationship. <laughs> Which, you know, could be. <laughs> Look, what I said is I don't think relationships work if you have bad sex, especially at this age when you're so hormonal. But I also don't see why you couldn't make the sex better. If you can have the honest conversation, then do it. But if you can't, I 100% understand I don't think it's an easy conversation being like, hey, babe, by the way, I never orgasm. <laughs> you never <laughs> made me orgasm. I can just picture. Could you imagine if a boy said to you, Ellen, like, oh, by the way, like, I've faked coming, like, all this time. I don't know how they would have done that, but, like, potentially. Yeah. I think. Insane. It would make you so uncomfortable. I can see why they don't want to have that conversation. <laughs> Me being like not being like anyway supportive. I'm like that would be horrible, <sighs> gut wrenching. <laughs> so if you can have the honest conversation, potentially like you don't have to tell them the whole truth. Just be like, oh, lately I've been faking orgasms. Alternatively, <laughs> lately, as in our whole relationship. <laughs> alternatively, a little white lie. You could. Like, well, I guess it's not even a white lie. Just be like, oh, I'm, I think I'm just getting, like, a bit bored with what we, we're doing. Maybe we should change it up mm. and, like, give him some, like, suggestions on what you like. And if you don't know what you like, which is why you haven't had an orgasm, potentially you need to do some self-exploration on the side, yeah. um, which we can come back to. But I think potentially phrasing it like oh I think we're just stuck in a rut and I'm just I look I to be honest I've faked it a couple times and I think we just need to mix it up a bit and get some get some fresh vibes in here maybe give him a couple links to some porn he liked to watch or 
something like that, get him on the, you know, internet trying to look up some fun new ways yeah. to do things. Yeah, this goes back to my thing of I definitely think you can make the sex better. And, mm. yeah, I do think what you're saying, first start by exploring with yourself and finding out what makes you orgasm. Yeah, because I, I of all my friends, the girls who masturbate the most are the ones that have the best sex. Yeah. Because they know what they want and they're not going to settle for anything yeah. less than what they can get themselves. Because honestly, like, why introduce a second person if you can just do it the best yourself? Like, honestly, like, what's the point of having sex if, if it's going to be shit? Yeah. But... Yeah, that's the thing is learn what makes you orgasm and then you got to try bring that into the bedroom. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think it's important to know what you want. Yeah. And if you do know what you want and potentially you've come from other relationships having great sex and now you're in this one, it's not so great sex. I don't know. I don't want to be that person, but maybe you just don't have very good sexual chemistry. Yeah, but I think if you... If your relationship's going well in all other areas, nah. Just because you're great in restaurants and you're great at in at home snuggling doesn't mean you're gonna be great in bed. No, but I think you can always make sex better. Better, but not the best. Well, it's not about making it the best, it's about making it not bad sex. That does not sound like a fun relationship. It's not the best, but, but it'll do. No, but my point is that you, if you connect well in other areas, there's no reason why you can't make the sex better. Yeah, but my point is that don't feel like even if you – like I think that you should try make it better, but don't feel like, look, it's still not working. If that's, if that's a um, red flag for you, then I don't think that, that she should be ashamed of that. Yeah. She doesn't want to be in a relationship with someone – where she has mediocre sex, I totally get it. Yeah, 100%. That's my point. I said before, like, relationships don't – I don't think relationships work if you have bad sex. Yeah. But I think if you're connecting well in other areas, you should be able to make the sex better. Yeah, better, but it just might not be the best. Yeah. Is that, like, if it if you try really hard and it gets better and it's still not, like <laughs> – I feel like I was using the same words, but, like – just just because you might get better, if you're still dissatisfied with the sex, don't just stay with them because it's better than it was. Yeah. Like, if you're still feeling dissatisfied, then don't feel like ashamed that that's a deal breaker for you. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's why I'm saying, like, what you do first is try and make the sex better. Yeah. Via having some solo time, learning what makes you orgasm. Yeah. Using things in the bedroom that women have been using for a long time, vibrators. Yeah. Lube, new sex positions. Yeah. There's definitely so many ways There's so many. to improve sex because, yeah. like, I I do think, like, if you're having to fake an orgasm every time, you're probably doing the same thing every time. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of ways you can try and improve sex. So I definitely think your first step should be to try and improve sex and then – like we were saying before, um, if it's getting better but it's still not great, then reassess about whether yeah. you not this is a re- whether or not this is a relationship you want to be in. Yeah, and like you, you sound frustrated, and honestly, yeah. like it's so normal to be. Fr- but first step is try and have some honest conversation with them, 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not convinced that she should tell the whole truth. No, but that's why I said some yeah. honest conversation. Just be like, look, not really vibing it lately no. or I want to try some new stuff. And it can be an awkward conversation. But, like, if you're super uncomfortable about telling them all this stuff and how to improve and things, then... Again, I don't think that's a good sign yeah. of a good relationship either. Yeah, you should be able to have honest conversations about sex with your partner. Yeah. But on the other hand, totally understand if you don't want to tell your partner you've been <laughs> I could not imagine how that conversation would even go down. Yeah. Look, if you can do it, amazing. But if you can't, 100% understand. So anyway, try have some honest conversation. Then move on to making things better in the bedroom. Find out what makes you orgasm and then potentially use things like new sex positions, vibrators. Mm, Introduce new things. Yeah. And then I think, yeah, if you still feel dissatisfied, I don't think, you know, sometimes us women, we do carry a little guilt for placing pressure on sex or like making it an important part of relationships. Can guarantee if any boy wasn't orgasming every time, he'd be out of there like a rocket. Oh, he would definitely not be hanging around. It wouldn't around. even be a relationship. No, no, no. no. problem. No. It wouldn't even be a relationship no. to begin with. So exactly. don't feel guilty for wanting good sex. Like, I don't think relationships work if you're having bad sex, especially at this age because that's what and, you want to do. But, and also, like, um, like, even the fact that she's – putting as much effort into faking an orgasm means that she obviously wants to have a, like her partner to have a good sexual experience. And if he is a good partner, he'll want you to have a good sexual experience. So I think like it would be nice if you could have an honest conversation with him and be like, I know like you want to make it as good for me as I do want to make it for you. Um, and this is how you do that. Um, But, yeah, watch porn together. (laughs) Hit us up if you've got more questions. Oh, Ellen and I love a good sex chat. (laughs) (laughs) We do. So if you have any further follow-up questions, then feel free to submit in. I'll send you a great link to a great porn website. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we're going to put links to all our favourite huge dildo <laughs> look and also googling porn for women not going on Pornhub T- tell him not to watch Pornhub vids tell him to watch <laughs> porn for women videos because then he'll be watching what women like to receive or give rather than what a male dominated industry yeah. wants to get views on plot twist no woman loves <laughs> sucking a dick for 20 minutes and then getting ran for another 20 nobody <laughs> when it's like big cock dominates woman's ass nobody wants that <laughs> if he's watching that want. porn and expecting you to orgasm it's not gonna happen <laughs> send him through some links but anyway good luck for it you can definitely make the sex better yeah good luck maybe not the best (laughs) i think we've established that (laughs) good luck all right all right time for us to wrap this up because it is about 50 degrees in this room yeah it's 50 degrees it's been a long one we've 
chatted a lot. Yeah. I think this will be a long episode and I'm okay with that. Yeah, it has been a little bit of a longer episode, but we had four really great questions that we had to discuss. Yeah, and also we want to we want to test the waters. Do you like the longer stuff? Do you like the shorter stuff? Do you like a mixture? Did you enjoy our guest appearance? Mm. Give us feedback. Also, we're on Spotify. Yes. Soon to be the podcast app. Yes. We're going to be on multiple. I think there's some other ones as well, but they seem a bit redundant. Yeah. Um, But being on Spotify. We are all over the internet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being on Spotify is pretty exciting. Yeah. So now you can listen to us on your car journeys, which is why I feel like we can do these longer episodes. Yeah. Because you don't have to keep the video open. Yeah, you got nothing better to do on those long <laughs> than listen to us ramble. We just wanted to chuck a little PSA in here as well, guys, about the anonymity. Anonymity? Anonymity? No, that's not <laughs> that's it. Not right. Anonymity? I think it's anonymity. Anyway. I had someone come up to me the other day and she told me that she's been in a problem and then she was like, oh, but you would know that, right? No, like we genuinely do not know who submits in the submissions. Like, we submissions. <laughs> I feel like we've tried to show you as best we can. But I know, like, you, you, you're you on your Instagram, you click on our link, you click on the thing, so you feel like your Instagram handle might be associated with it. Yeah. Or, I don't know, whatever other way you potentially access the Google form. We cannot trace it back to anyone. We've done so many tests, and the only way we would ever find out it was you is if, you told us or you yeah. put it in the question that it was you yeah. and you wanted us to know. That's it. That's the only way because the actual submission itself comes with no Instagram handle, no name, no nothing. You All can, we get is the problem. Is the words, like That's the it. words of the problem. But you know what? I actually prefer it this way because I've had advice before where the person has told me they're submitting and then they submit the question and then I just find I give kind of biased advice and read too much into their actual situation yeah. Rather than giving just good And we were advice. talking about this before, is that, like, I feel like this is how you get good advice from yeah. someone, is from a person who's completely removed from the situation yeah. and doesn't know any other circumstances. This is why psychologists are so great, because they don't know your best friend who you hate. They don't know your boyfriend who is being super annoying. All they know is you. And because we are unlicensed psychologists... <sighs> This is even better because all we know is the problem. So we're going to give you that super honest advice. Yeah. So just we just wanted to chuck this in here just to say it is anonymous. We want you to submit. And so don't feel held back by the thing, the fact that you think we'll know who you are. Yeah. Um, because we won't. We genuinely have no idea. Cross my heart and hope to die. Yes. I'm crossing my fingers right now. You know what? I swear on my mum's life. Wow, that's a bit cool. She really loves her mum. I really do. <laughs> Yes. But anyway, thanks again for listening to another episode. I think by the time we record another episode, it might be after Christmas. Yeah. And definitely we'll be publishing a new episode after Christmas. So we won't speak to you before then. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. If you're not Christian, Merry fun time of year. (laughs) (laughs) Merry non-denominational holiday season. Yes. (laughs) Drink some good drinks. Eat some good food. Yes. Stay safe. Yeah, don't engage in conflicts about racist extended family members whilst drunk. Unless you want to. (laughs) (laughs) I've had many a conversation like that and I don't regret any of them. (laughs) Oof. Anyway, 
go have fun. Generate some new problems for us to discuss. Yeah, we want to... Go make some problems and then talk to us about it. Make some mistakes and then (laughs) invite us along for the ride. (laughs) Anyway, have a good Christmas, guys. We'll see you after the holiday break. Um, Stay safe. Have fun. Be good. We'll see you soon. See you soon.